This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in humans' potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. What's up, senders? Welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. What's happening, Mr. Joey Yates? Woo, I got out for a ride today, so that was good. Yeah, I called you, man. You were you and Steve Caballero were getting ready to to hit some trails. We literally were just we just sat on the bikes and we're ready to pull out right when you called. Yeah, we got out, we got out to uh I don't know. Are you allowed to talk about that place? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like a secret place. Instagram. If you look, uh, Joe Yates and Steve Cavalera were out on a ride today. They uh, went to a secret spot, but it's at North County, San Diego, also known as the Academy. That, that okay. way we don't have to say the name. There you go. The Academy. Yeah, yeah. Academy. It's good people, stuff. You can ride there. You just don't want to post about it. Right. I don't even know where that place is. <laughs> uh, let's give it's it a whole loose. shout out. It's What's oh, that? Sorry. that place is loose right now. It's crazy. All the rain, all the water's gone, and it's just slippery, slidey with a bunch of exposed rocks. Yes, we are definitely back to our oh my gosh, we are back. We are back to our dry, <laughs> loose riding. In fact, um, there are a lot of people that have been getting injured lately, uh, and we've been seeing some gnarly crashes out on the trail. So it's been nuts out there. So everybody be careful. Be careful, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, lucky that a, a lot of uh, guys that we've seen some of the crashes are are doing okay. But we just had a recent one of our buddies, uh, Mr. E-Bike Jeff, just went down. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, bummer. He's going to be yeah. out for a while. He'll be out for a while. Broken clavicle. Uh, the Collarbone Club is collecting some new members. I do not want to sign up for that. <laughs> no, thank <you. laughs> no, thank you. That's going to hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, folks, be careful. Things are drying up. And then uh, features are out there a little bit different from before the rains. Thank goodness the Trail Builder has been getting out there and doing some amazing things. Uh, let's give that whole shot award out tonight, shall we, Joey? Let's do it. All the, the way. whole shot award drum roll goes out <laughs> to Adam Mock. First one on the show out there. He says, tuning in all the way from SoCal, all the way out there in SoCal. <laughs> this guy <laughs> yes i texted in the adam mock with a whole shot I know yeah, that we... guy but who's this guy <laughs> <laughs> That's, that guy's like hmm, hmm i wonder <laughs> yeah we're uh folks we're going live on all the pl platforms tonight we're live on instagram we're live on uh facebook and we're live on youtube 
Double R says, all right, the 405 isn't so bad when the segment podcast is playing. Right on, brother. Heck yeah. Bumper to bumper, we're in your ear. Shout out to Double R. MTB Tanks says, very nice. Can't wait. Can't wait. I know. Seth was here. Oh, the creative and funny Seth was here. Did you happen to catch that episode of Seth was here on uh, Johnny Yu's show? I haven't watched that one yet. No, but I will definitely get caught up on that show. Yeah, Seth was here. Funny, funny mountain biker, creative, and he writes these scripts for his mountain biking, which is hilarious. One of the ones he just did was, well, at least one of the ones that I recently saw was a writer forgets to pack a snack, and it's him playing him. <laughs> he, gives a, he gives himself a snack, and then the guy takes off on his bike. I was like, wait, spoiler alert, <laughs> but you got you to gotta see it because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Welcome aboard. Seth was here. Uh, Ed's out here. Ed and the Ferrells are out here. Good to see you guys. AZ, re uh, represented by Right and Dirty. Right and Dirty's on here, which is great. Good to see you, man. Jeff, Joey, Mark, what's up? Right and Dirty, yo, 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 people. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. So speaking of Adam Mock getting the Whole Shot Award tonight, this Sunday is a ride for autism which is going to be at Santiago Oaks. If you guys are looking for a place to ride, come on out on Sunday. Uh, everyone's going to be parking at the, I think it's the Irvine Regional Park area. Cost a couple bucks to get in, but uh, you pay the gate person, you park there. Everyone's going to be leading out from there. I think Tommy from the Reckless Riders is taking it, the advanced group out, and we have Adam Mock taking the beginner to intermediate group out. So this Sunday, 8 a.m., if you can make it out, it's going to be a great time, and uh, the Ride for Autism will be happening. So a lot of us will be out there supporting the cause, which will be fun. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Life of Riley's just uh, jumped in. He says, yo, 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 what's up? So, <laughs> man, lots of stuff to cover. I uh, I recently saw a post from our friend Jeff Kroom or another dear friend of ours, uh, Echo, who was just diagnosed with cancer. And uh, we wanted to dedicate a lot of these episodes and shows, posts to our friend Echo to help her beat this uh, this new foe that's uh, come into her life. And it just like dawned on me, I would be so lucky if I could get Jeff Kroom on the show. So I gave him a text and he answered the call. And uh, folks, we have Jeff Kroom backstage. Echo is a conqueror, Adam Mock says. Absolutely. So Echo, if you're listening in, wherever you are, or if you're playing video games, listening in, we're all thinking about you. We love you. This episode is dedicated to you. Without further ado, Joey, what do you think? Shall we bring on our guest of the evening, Mr. Jeff Kroom? Bring him up. Yes. <laughs> Let's bring on Jeff Kroom. Ladies and gentlemen, the talented Jeff Kroom. Uh, oh my gosh. Where's the sound effects? <laughs> yes. Yes. We have them. Like WWF. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull. Wait, wait, that's Red not the Bull one. On oh, that's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Jeff, thank you I for being it. here, brother. You know, it's such a pleasure, man. I, I appreciate you, Mark. Yeah, you know, um, Echo, you've been on my heart, kid, since I got the post that, you know, this cancer punk tried to show up at your door and, and, uh, so I'm just, you know, what I'm really, really jazzed about, Mark and Joey, is the community at large, MTV community. As soon as I threw out that ride, it was in my heart to do so. Echo, this ride's for you. We're standing behind you. 
um, the community has got your back. We're thinking about you while we're out there. And those vibes are miraculous in nature. And, uh, and then I just threw the challenge out. I thought, you know, if we get a few of us together, it'd be super cool. And every time I log on to Graham ride, somebody else's ride and somebody's throwing down a shout out to Echo. So it's working. It's working. That's good to see, man. I love it. It's getting legs and it's going to a great person. Give her a little bit of win for her sale. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. One, one true warrior. I remember meeting Echo for the first time, you know, Mark, it was at, uh, what was it? Ride and shine, right? Oh yeah, uh, was ride and shine. Yeah, was that, was that the first time you had Echo? Yep, I don't know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You know, weren't we giving away? We were giving away some prizes, right, yeah. at the ride and shine. Yeah, and I had a a coaching package that I put up for uh for offer, and she won it. And uh, that's how we that's how we met. And I knew there when I looked at her, I thought, okay, this kid, this kid is special. This she's got some stuff in her that uh, the world needs to see so yeah yeah that's why i first met her yeah i remember can when I she won yeah go ahead yeah, can I share my story? yeah so yeah. on the way out that day i was uh coming back in and i saw echo and i was like oh congrats on winning the the ticket you know i thought she won the the year past the sky park and i was like congrats on winning the you know the past the sky park it was the grand prize and uh she goes no even better and she was just all smiles. I won the coaching session with Jeff Kuhn. And she was just all, and I was like, are you kidding me? It was just, it meant everything to her. So that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Such a great soul. Such a great soul. I love it. I love it. Yes. I love it. And cannot wait, Echo, if you're watching. We still have lots of sessions left. In fact, I think I'm giving you lifetime access from here on out. Just you and I, one-on-one when you need it. So it's still waiting on you. So get your get yourself back on the trails and let's uh, let's hop on another coaching call soon. That's right. Oh, awesome. That's going to be cool. Echo, we're thinking about you, and uh, we're here for you. Um, so, Jeff, thank you for answering the call to be on this podcast. Uh, Air Blair saying the power of prayers for Echo, definitely, definitely. So, one of our fellow riders as she goes through this, um, it's uh, it's I could tell Echo's tough. I could tell Echo's yes. extremely yes. mentally tough. Yeah. You know, I shared that with her in a post, Mark, just privately, and it was really on my heart. You know, when I say on my heart, those of you that are watching tonight, I know you know what I mean. We have these things, these ideas, these visions. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes they're full on impressions. I can actually see myself speaking to this person, these words. And as I see it play out in my heart and my mind, I start to pen it and write it down. And those are the messages that I pushed out to Echo. And I told her, I said, you, you are a warrior. Her life and the things that she's been through in her life, Mark, just like many of us here on this call, have prepared her for what she's going through now. Mm. So that even speaks to us that are watching. Whatever you're going through now, this is not an attack. It's a preparation. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they say, without a test, there's no testimony, right? So, come on. Yeah. Miss yeah. Echo, man, and everybody else that's going on. And, and when I, I would talk to you about uh, pillars for the show, and, and a lot of the things that you sent over are, man, these are going to hit home. And we, we could even just jump right into these, Jeff. Uh, some of the things that if you guys are listening in, uh, Jeff put in a few things I cherish. And there's a bunch of little notes here. Um, but uh, there's also what we all crave, 
How do we heal the world? What are we all afraid of? And why we struggle to be enough? And, and Jeff, with all those things on the table, where should we dive in? This is all such good stuff. What, where, where would you like to dive into? Well, I, you know, I think we'll take, a, we'll take a few of them and then just kind of see where the flow goes if some people have some questions. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Life around Jeff, Jeff motherfreaking Kroom. <laughs> I love that. I've never been called that in my life, man. So I that. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the vibe and the love, and I thank you. And Adam Mock, a good shout out to you too, brother. He sent me a text earlier and said uh, he was looking forward to seeing me on the show. But you know, Mark, I think it's good for our viewers because they're so used to the brilliant mountain bike advice and all of our sponsors that come on the show and those that are riding to new levels and we're learning how to ride to new levels on our bike and on our equipment. Um, this show tonight is about, you know, going to the next level in our life right if if we get the if we get the bike wired in but we don't dial in but we don't have the life dialed in then we could be out of sync right mm. even if we even if we have these other areas of our life they seem to be dialed in maybe the job is dialed in but you're still miserable or empty when you get off the job mm. you got the relationship dialed in but you yourself is still empty when you get done with the relationship. So tonight's not necessarily about how to dial the bike in. If it were, we'd be talking about all how to turn the wrenches and we'd, we'd have gravity bikes on here telling us how to set the sag, right? We'd be doing <laughs> right. all that. But do you understand there's a setting of a sag for the soul? Yes. Come on, somebody. There's a setting yes. of a sag for the soul. Do we know when our soul is out of sag? <laughs> so, and so, it's important tonight that our listeners understand, and, and these are just, again, these things, it's funny, Mark, because when you, when you hit me up, I was on the trail. I was out on the trail in the morning walking this time, and I had these things rolling around in my heart about these things that I cherish and, and these things that we all struggle with, and I thought, okay, what is this for? I have no clue, and then all of a sudden, you hit me up and say, hey, Jeff, uh, would you be on the podcast tonight? So love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Soul sag. I mean, it. It's funny, like like sag. You kind of have that feeling. You just know it's a little off, right? Yeah, yeah. Where's the yeah? You know, yeah. What's that, Joey? Where's the adjustment? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do I have a beautiful question. Joey needs a faster <laughs> rebound. <laughs> Do I call Craig oh. over at gravity? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, now, no disrespect to, to Craig at gravity because he's the best at setting sag on a bike. But, brother, you need a different power to set your soul sag now. Come on. <laughs> right, right. But, but, you know, Joey, one of the things that you spark in me is just that. How do we set a soul sag? Well, the first thing that we need to do is we be dialed in to our soul. Now, now I'm not talking yet spiritual or religious at all. I'm talking about that inner you that is alive and breathing on the inside of you. And so many times, guys, we're so focused on the exterior. We can even do that on the bike, right? Is, are my grips just positioned the right way? Are my brakes just one lever friendly? Well, you can have all that dialed in, but if, I don't know about you, but if you ever take a jump without your inner self dialed in, you could have the bike dialed as sweet as you want it. But if that inner isn't dialed in and you know it, that you know it when you go to hit it, there's a crash waiting to happen. Right. And the same is true in our lives. If we get so many things and so much attention to the outside, but never stop and listen to the inside, mm. then we're setting ourselves up for a major life crash. Mm, yeah. Man, that's so good. 
one of the things that you had you had said, and uh, it, it's with regards to how you were out there on the trails this morning. And I, I find that a lot of your posts are out there on the trails in the morning. And you're getting like a soul session in with your with your normal session. It says right here it says the feeling I get when I'm one with my highest self. I'm in the zone, in sync with me. That feeling of synchronicity of being one with me. I hit the jump. I nail the presentation. So my job and my highest potential. Can you touch on how, that feeling that you have, and how do you, how would somebody get there? Yeah, so so well said. You know what's really cool about this highest self that right now is very popular. Right, we're seeing a rise, if I could call it, in the consciousness of humankind. That goes, I'm more than what I have right now. The challenge is our society draws us outside of ourselves to learn who we are. Just take my course, just follow and subscribe to my book, just do this and you'll find you. Well, anything outside, Mark, is never going to indicate who we are inside. It can actually resonate with this when we're at the right job and it's a right fit Come on, somebody, you know when it resonates with you, when you're in a right relationship. And here's how I define right. It's easy. Mm. Now, it, it's, not, it's not that it doesn't take work, but the work is simply momentum moving forward, but you're not striving and grinding. So it's taken me a while to figure this out that in during encounters in my life if i'm tuned in and dialed in right in here i can know within a few seconds or a few minutes out here if it's right for me mm. so think about this think about american idol right think about american idol you've got a singer who's been in the back 40 a population of 50 in their entire town they're tipping over cows singing to the ducks and they've got this such eloquent sound that comes out of them. Before they are in front of, before they are in front of man's opinion, what's in them naturally flows out of them, and it's glorious and heavenly. But now take them and put them in front of somebody and turn them on and ask them to perform, and a part of their being almost goes nuts. Mm. Now, what came so naturally, Mark, the one who is coming up through is getting in its own way because the mental side has kicked in and the mental side will always question whether you're good enough. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. So it's a war between the gift that flows naturally out of us and the human part of us that always wonders whether we're enough. Now, I used to read a book to my kids when they were little. It was called The Wemmick Maker. It's a story about this little village of wooden people. And all these little wooden people called Wemmicks would go about their day. And when they found somebody that they liked, they put a star on that Wemmick. When they found somebody that wasn't as pretty as them, maybe they had Mars or scars, they put a dot on them. Mm. And this little village began to identify whether you were a star or whether you were a dot. Oh, wow. 
And one of the little Wemmings came up to another Wemmick. Her name was Lucia. And he noticed that Lucia neither had stars nor dots. And he was profoundly struck by the fact that all the other Wemmicks in the village either had stars or dots or a combination, but she had none. So he asked her, he said, Lucia, why is it that you don't have any stars or dots. And he actually took them out of his pocket, Mark, and tried to stick a star on her. And when he tried to stick it on her, it fell off. Just as likely when he started to stick a dot on her, it fell off. So he said, what is your secret? And she said this, I spend time with the Wemmick maker every single day. And I learn what the Wemmick maker thinks of me. And I rate that so high and I am so in tune with it that whatever you say to me falls right off of me. Hmm. Hence, all of our listeners today and viewers, you're a meditator, you're a walker, you're a biker. Our community, Mark, a lot of us, that's where we get our mental health and strength from, right? Is right. riding those freaking trails. Yeah. So it's learning, it's learning, it's learning your flow. Come on, somebody. You you know when you're streaming down Santiago Oaks, right? You know when yeah. you're doing Matco at Vale. Shoot, you hit that second segment at, at, at Matco at Vale where you go straight down and it's a hard left. And if you're not careful, that big old huge boulder that sits right there, it'll throw you over the handlebars. Right. Come on, come on, listeners. Yeah. Have you ever ridden the trail and you tried to ride the trail? Right. Forcing yeah. it. But you're not yeah. really in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not in it. You're, tr you're forcing it. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, about being one with that flow. And when you mentioned me out in the morning, being out in the morning, Mark, has been a habit of mine for, what, 35 years? Go out in the morning, spend time with the Wemmick maker, if you would, and get my soul right. Set my sag, set my sag before I try to do anything else. And it helps keep me in that flow nice that's great yeah. Man. Yeah. that's a great 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 way to start the day i love that um <laughs> another thing you said here jeff it says the surge of power leaving us impairing imparting into some into someone else for the greater good is what i cherish the most and i definitely yeah. see that with you um in the, your example with uh with echo even just most recently but yeah. where where does this come from you know, it's interesting you asked that, Mark. Um, somebody asked me that recently. And I, I, think, I think looking back, um, when I grew up, my mother uh, suffered from epilepsy when I was a little boy. So she had grand mal seizures. Those of you that know about epilepsy, it's the worst kind that you can have. And a grand mal seizure can take a human body and literally pick it up and slam it up and down on the ground. Oh, now, my mother was very large in weight. She was very obese, upper 350, 380 most of her life. And I remember as a boy, Mark, I remember this, this thing, just like I told Echo, it's, it's a thing, would come upon my mom. And she would go through this horrific experience to where her body would just convulse and slam up and down. She would foam at the mouth. And I remember distinctly at the age of four, now I'm 58 now, 
but they still remember at age four, she came to rest in the door doorway and I was sitting over her head, patting on her head saying, mommy's dead, mommy's dead. Oh man. She wasn't dead, of course, but there was something about that, Mark, that I look back now and could see that it lit something in me that became this insatiable desire to help take somebody's pain away. Wow. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not a pain taker away because it's, it's, it's not my job in the sense that I don't have any superpower to take somebody's pain away. But I thought if I could just help sit with them, if I could just do something that would brighten them, encourage them, give them hope that it's going to be okay, even in the midst of this, I think I got hooked all those years ago. Wow. And uh, I, I'll never forget, guys. I used to come home and my mom had no less than six, eight women abused, battered, torn, substance abuse, all sitting in a circle in my living room. And where was my mama? My mama, fighting her own demons, was inside the circle helping deliver somebody else from their demons. Wow. So I believe it was modeled for me since I was a little boy to have this type of compulsion to help people, Mark. Wow. That's why I could describe it, brother. <laughs> wow. Man, that's powerful, dude. That's uh thank you for sharing that, Jeff. That makes yeah. that makes total sense, man. When I see you doing your thing, that makes total sense. One of the things we talked about is like when the heart and the soul is trying to communicate to the world, but then the brain gets in the way. And a lot of times that brain is a function of what society says, what you were modeled. Um, how can people get that brain out of the way? Whether it's going down the trails and the thought is, I'm not good enough. Like, why am I even following this person down this trail to, I can't do that job. Like that job's for them when inside, they could probably nail it, you know? What What is something that would be empowering for people um, to change that mindset? Yeah, that's a, such a beautiful question. I, I love the question, Mark. To me, there's, a, there's an ancient scripture, ancient proverb that says, know thyself. It is the most important thing that we could, the most important thing that we could ever do is know ourselves. And when we take time out of the busyness of life to tune in to the little nuances of our own soul, come on, somebody, you, you're, let's, let's check it out this way. You're in a group ride. There's 150 people in that group ride. And as you're pedaling along, you notice that people go ahead of you. Keep people go behind you, and all of a sudden you're left with this little bit of a group. Do you think that you had anything to do with that? Because if you check it closer, you'll find that those are likely, most likely, the people you will ride with, total strangers you just met in the pack on the way. Mm. But they, you ride with them later on, and you keep seeing them, and they keep showing up in your path throughout the whole freaking day. Right. I remember riding in your group, Mark, when we were doing a Santiago stuff there behind YT sometimes. I'm thinking there's like 175 of us. How am I ever going to? And so we gravitate toward those that we resonate with 
It's like a frequency on a radio. We start to dial in. We don't know we're doing this a whole lot, but we actually start to dial in and we find that likeness. Now, as soon as that happens, that, that, that part of us that goes, you're not, you're not good enough to ride with Mark Hill. But we do that, Mark, right? I, same thing with Joy. Because see, what I do is I watch out there and I watch others and I'm thinking there's no way that I could do what they're doing. And I think the greatest thing that I've ever heard was an interview with Oprah and Beyonce. And after Beyonce got done with an interview with Oprah, they did some live backstage stuff. And Beyonce asked Oprah, how did I do? Wow. Looking for validation. Yes. Come on. (laughs) Those of you that are watching every freaking dude do that on that bike that threw a backflip, 150 yard, whatever. They went through the same freaking thing that you and I go through. And it makes me finally feel normal, Mark. And you know what? Then I'm going to be on your six and I'm going to ask you to be on mine or whatever it may be. You remember you towed me in on that thing out there at, uh, at, at Greer, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the quad jump on overdrive. Yes. Yes. Yes, Dude. How many times? So, so if you're listening, you just ask me a question. Here's some factors. You've got to trust yourself. But if you can't yet or haven't grown into yet trusting yourself, find somebody that you can trust, that you know they have your best interest at heart. And you ask them, will you lead me in? Will you tow me in? Tow me in is the most phenomenal acronym statement metaphor for life that you could possibly get <laughs> joey's pointing to somebody like this <laughs> yeah man that's it that's it yeah joey always joey always toes me in i'm always like joey what's the speed for this oh it's not bad you could do this and that day at overdrive you're right we had destin cantrell leading the pack amazingly talented destin cantrell and then I was right behind him and I towed you into that quad pack and it only took, well, we hit it three times and you were smoking it on that, on that final run, which was such a progression from, from first try to the third, same person, same bike, same day, same trail, different outcome, different outcome, different mindset. There was some, see again, we become like those that we surround ourselves with. There's a spiritual principle, Mark, that says a thousand, one will put a thousand to flight, wow. but two will put 10,000 to flight. Wow. We happen to think if I get one and one together, I've got two. No, if you have one spirit of likeness and another spirit of likeness, you have a multiplication power to 10,000. That's why the synergy is so amazing. The the thrust of the energy that was on me that day that you and Destin kept pouring into me and pouring into me, and I kept seeing myself do it. I remember seeing myself doing it, and all my front tire did is went bloop right over the end. Nothing to do with me, right? So I had to keep redoing it over and over until I could see myself doing it and then the synergy that was on that 
me and on that bike and in that zone right there. Oh my God, it was. And I remember, Mark, I remember. Yeah, dude, look at the pictures on the screen. I remember when my bike left that lip. Here's what I remember. Not pulling the freaking brake. And as soon as I did not pull that brake, I knew I was going to make it. And there was something going, wow. All that heaviness, all that tenseness, it left me immediately. And the only thing I knew, I was soaring in through the air and I'd already cleared it. And then if you remember, I, I, I'm, here's another thing. When you make your first jump, trust you're going to make the second one. Yes. Because what happened is I allowed myself to flow from the last success right into the next test. Yes. And I passed that test because I left the momentum on me and in me and through me from the previous test. Yes. That's how we begin to link jumps together. That's how we begin to link monumental moments in our lives together. Love it. Love it. El Duran is saying, a toe is gold to progression. Just shy to ask when out solo. Not sure what the tower thought process is. Mm. But what the tower thought process is. Yeah, yeah, when you're solo, it's it's definitely good to know and trust the person you're asking to tow. Mm. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. gotta trust. You gotta trust the person. Well, and and just like our viewer was saying, what if you're the person? Here, here's a here's a really bizarre question. Can you tow you in? Ooh, mm. I didn't even think about that. Come on, can <laughs> come on, viewers. I'd love to hear the comments. Put it in the chat. Whatever you feel, can you tow you in? Yeah. It's funny because I'm the first one to say, man, not today, you know, and then I'll have like Joey tell me, remind me that I, I'm, I, my skill is at this level of whatever this feature is and that it's been done before I could do it. And then he's also the first one to tell me like, you're right. That's, it's not worth it. Not worth it today. Like yeah. he knows. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be fair. Yeah. 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 So, so, so gents, you're talking my language, Joey, you're talking my language. You gotta, you gotta feel it. You gotta be feeling it. Yes. We talked earlier. What are you talking about being in one with the flow, the vibe? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, here's the thing about feeling it. You can feel it, but not let it necessarily feel it. And now you have a dilemma. Do I choose to believe this one or do I choose to believe this one? This one says, I don't think so. This one says, I know so. And mm -hmm. when this debate goes on, we see hesitation mm -hmm. during these decisions cause people to crash tremendously. Mm -hmm. Some crashes are just simply caused by, oh, shit. Right. Pardon me, right. but oh, yeah. shit. I, yeah. I hit the rock the wrong way. I, I didn't anticipate. I blah, 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 blah. But it, I'm not talking about those crashes. I'm talking about this going down the trail, ready to make that jump. And this is telling you no. And this is telling you yes. And Joey said, you got to feel it. Sometimes you got to feel your way through the negative thinking part until you clear it or at least attempt it then go back and keep attempting it and then go back and clear it. That's the same process that we do to level up in life. Yeah. You're about to ask for a $25,000 a year raise. <gasps> yeah. The first thing you do is go inside. Am I worth it? Can I do it? And the moment that you feel that you can and you believe you can, that's the moment that you need to act 
as if and push the go button and get it done. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And those, those questions, you don't go in cold and just try it your first time, you know, like, can I have a $25,000 raise? There's a lot of like prep. How do I, how do I talk to, how do I bring this conversation up? How can I show that I'm valuable for that? Where have I shown? And that takes preparation, just like going up to the jump, you know, your three run-ins, what's the speed, asking other people for content, information, guidance. You think I can get this? What do you see? You know, and then, and then you're prepared and then you, you execute. I've always wondered about that, Mark, because I think the debate is on that. The debate of that is out still because I wonder where, and I totally agree, if I'm going in for the biggest presentation of my life, better be prepared. But I wonder what we do instinctively without preparation. I wonder if we're good enough, bad enough to get think, it done. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, my presentation style is, and I think it depends on the person. So I think there's no wrong mm-hmm. way or, or right way. But if you have bullet points, for me, it's bullet points. If I'm doing a presentation and I know I'm going to hit A, B, and C, I don't necessarily need to fill in every single thing and memorize from A to B. I just need to know I need to talk around A and fill it all in with whatever comes to me through my heart, how I'm feeling, and then I know I'm hitting B, and then I'm filling it in. If I'm too prepared where I know every single line and word, then I'm kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I'm forcing the bike down the trail versus flowing down the trail. But that's my style with yeah, no, I totally agree with you. When I first started public speaking years ago, I used to write out my script. You know, it's really interesting because my my mornings out, my soul, you know, setting my sag on my soul, so to speak, these brilliant messages would come to me, Mark, and I could just feel the flow. In fact, while I'm sitting there and it's rehearsing through my mind, I can see myself on stage. I can see the audience. I can hear myself speak. I can see the reaction of the audience. I'm tearing up. They're tearing up. It's all playing out in front of me. And then afterwards, I go, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And then I try to remember every moment of that so I can write it down so I could say it just like that because I want it to happen just like that, like I saw it. And then I've taken that energy to the stage and bombed. Mm. Same guy. Same message, bombed. Why do you bomb? Because you got in the freaking way. You, you, at the moment, you did all the preparation, you did whatever, when you stood there to execute, you still questioned and you didn't allow some of that natural instinct. You've been singing to the cows for 40 years. Just open up your mouth, baby, and let it go. Right. Trepidation and fear. Now, some of the things along life that cause us to withdraw, Mark, are crisis. We mm. call them crashes in the in mountain bike community. Right. Life, we call them crisis. So, so try this on. You're you you're all that and a bag of chips. You got the social networker. You're the highest influencer. You're the all that and the bag of chips. And all of a sudden, you come home. The spouse leaves you. The, the something happens, the bankruptcy, the job, all of a sudden you're faced with a life crisis. Now I want to share this because this is very, very important. 
if you've ever watched the movie, movie Top Gun, mm-hmm. right? Tom Cruise is not, Tom Cruise is one with the aircraft that he's maneuvering. He is not a pilot. He is born to fly that equipment. This is my analogy. The equipment that he is, the, the, the skills that are coming through him is, is, a, is, in my opinion, a divine connection. It is a divine empowerment of what he is to do. He never thought about it. You can't train destiny. Destiny is inbred in you, born in you from the very get-go. Our job in life to figure out what it is and how to grow it and multiply it. But you're not going to go to school to learn how to be you. You're going to learn all the mechanics, but the mechanics without any intuition, the mechanics without any um, uh, intuition is simply rote. And and the world is filled with people that know how to do things, but they have no clue why they're doing them because the why will break through the how and I'll maneuver something in that jet aircraft that has never been penned on paper before. Mm. Our brilliant brothers and sisters who lead the way in jumps that we can't even imagine, guess what? They weren't looking at anyone to figure out how to do it. They invented it and everybody's following them. That takes a knowing in your knower and trusting that part of you, Mark, to it, to execute at that level, right? Wow. So stay with me a second. We're still talking about Top Gun. So now Maverick loses his partner. He crashes in life. It doesn't mean that he's no longer equipped. It's just that he's crashed so hard is that the crash interferes, short circuits, the inside that knows exactly what to do, when to do, how to do it, and doesn't have to ask it. But he's hurt now, and that part of him has been hurt. He trusted his intuition, and it got him broke, broken him. So now he doesn't trust that anymore, so he goes back to his mechanics. Fly it this way when that happens, fly it this way when that happens. And you know as well as I do, anybody that's ever crashed hard on a mountain bike, and didn't get back up and go at it just as hard or even harder the next time, Zabo is a huge, huge representation of that kind of idea. Let, here, I'm gonna fly over the handlebars, land flat on my ass, I'm gonna break four bones, and tomorrow I'm gonna be begging to get out of the house though, so I can go do it again. I mean, geez, yeah. that guy is something incredible, right? Right. But that's the energy that I'm talking about. So when we crash and burn in life, we've damaged more than just mechanics. We've damaged intuition and intuition takes time to heal again so that we trust that we still are those people, not in a recovery phase, but we are those people again. And I think listeners today are on the verge of that. And what it's going to take next is for you to simply engage again. Mm. Do you remember the scene in Top Gun? Top Gun's now, he's flying rote, he's flying all this stuff, and the, and, the, and the guy is in the tower going, take the shot, kid, take the shot, kid, yeah. take the shot. Right. right. And he's... Tom's going, do I take a shot, don't I take a shot? Should I clear the jump, shouldn't I clear the jump? And finally something trips in him, and something makes a demand on him, and there comes that gift again, and he flies the plane like he used to fly it. Mm, great analogy, man. Yeah. Great, great analogy. We've all been there on the trail where we've crashed, and and uh lost that confidence and then that survival head thing kicks in and goes man maybe we should 
you shouldn't be there. Uh, mountain bike Q&A right here. Johnny, you out of Miami. What's yeah. up, Johnny and Lawrence? All you guys in the audience. He says, I had my worst crash two weeks ago, and it's in my head now. But I can skip that feature for a minute. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But there will be, you think, Jeff, there will be a time, there will be a feeling where he's going to look at that feature that he crashed on, and he's going to get in the right gear and that right headspace. And if he goes through that, you think he's going to have that mental, will it be a breakthrough, a confidence booster, a, a redemption, whatever you want to call it. But you think there's that urge there. I mean, it, it is for me. Is that, a, is that a natural urge for most everybody? I think I, it's a beautiful question, Mark, and, and to, to the viewer, I, I totally agree with you. I think it is natural, but here's my caution. Don't let it turn into pride. Who are you proving this to? Because mm. sometimes pride could cost us our life. That's a good point. Who are you showing? Are you showing yourself? Then by all means, if you got to work it back small, Work it back small until you get it again. If it's going to release you into another part of your glory, if it's going, but if you're doing it for the crowds, may I suggest you don't do it? Because most of the time, if you are, and somebody who knows what I'm talking about, somebody who's listening knows what I'm talking about. You know that this has nothing to do with anybody else but you. A movie just came to my mind. I don't remember the name of it, but it was about a, a, a mountain climber guy. And he was one of these rock climbers. He scaled the tallest vertical uh, mountain. And they did a documentary on this guy. All the cameras were there. He tried all this stuff, only could get up so far. He was tethered, blah, 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 blah. He had crashed tremendously, fell, hurt himself, recovered, back at it again. And I remember the moment while everyone else was sleeping, no cameras on him to start with whatsoever. He snuck out and he felt the flow and he started climbing the face of that, that mountain again. And by the time he had almost made it all the way up, I think they came out and filmed the rest of it if I knew. Wow. He was proving Mark to himself, not to anybody else. And I think for those types of people that are listening, they're bred to do it. And if they die, leave the planet before they do it, they will feel a, a sense of regret. And if you know what, if it's resonating with you, you know what I'm talking about. But I think this is a cautionary thing, Mark, because our society makes that type of energy out to be so enticing that it's a drug almost. And people that have should have no business trying this shit, pardon me, is out there motivated by what they see and influenced mm. to do by somebody else. And you should not do that. You're going to hurt you and everybody else around you. Yeah, that's, that's a, in my humble opinion. <laughs> that's a great reminder, man. That's a great reminder. And it's well within... Uh, everywhere that we've been lately too so good reminder where wh who are you trying to prove it to are you trying to prove yeah. it to pride or do you know is it is it part of your flow like you know you got this you know you're ready to get back on this uh johnny's ready to get on that that wood feature again and hit that left corner again and move it through right so yeah don't yeah. do it for the gram don't do it for the pride yeah. uh, do it for do it for you adam ox kick it in here he says free solo Free Solo, the movie, possibly. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Lauren saying El Capitan. We have one here. Uh, there was a comment back here I wanted to 
uh, here it is right here. Uh, Adam Mock saying, confidence comes from what you believe you're good at and who you believe loves or likes you. Having both is yeah. a powerful combo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I love it, Adam. Very well said, because we could do a lot of what we do because we're motivated by that, by others that we, we love. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people who do amazing things, um, there's, a, there's a single mom on American Idol this season that has two little babies. And every time you ask her why she's doing what she's doing is her purpose, her mission, her why is because I'm changing the life for my kids. This is not about me. That's a deep, deep, deep seated why that goes beyond us. And I think those connections, like Adam's talking about, are super powerful, Mark, in helping us achieve and overcome those things. So, oh, yeah, no, definitely. Back up and doing it again. Yes, I always feel that with, with my kiddos. Like they'll look back someday and, and see what we're all up to, what we've all done as a community, um, how we're getting things out there, which is uh, definitely a good motivator. Yeah, Air Blair is yeah. saying, patience, a lot of time on the trails, practice, practice, practice equals progression. That feature that you don't feel comfortable with is still going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well Very said. Good. Well said, Air Blair. Well. Yep. El Duran is saying, uh, Jeff is saying, why don't we start with tow days? Kind of like a weekly street market. Riders there to tow and ones needing a tow. <laughs> it's good El stuff. Duran, I love it. I love it, brother. I love it. Well, Mark, I remember we were at uh, we were at the Fullerton Loop, right? Remember that make makeshift uh, ramp that they had set up there? Yes. That's one of the first times you towed me in. I was on yes. your sticks and I was having a beautiful day. And uh I don't know about the rest of our listeners today, but there's days where I'm going, nah, I'm cool. I'm having a good day. I don't need to take anything severe. And then there's another there, there's there's another voice that goes, come on, let's just try something new today. Let's just push it just a little bit. <laughs> right. And I remember coming up on that jump, right? And uh, you you towed me in and I just went off the lip of that thing and just trusted it. I, I'm, I'm sure I speak, you know, a lot of people that are just still trying. I've called myself a beginner or intermediate rider, but... Um, I know what it feels like to panic right at the last moment. And uh, I'll, I'll tell, I'll lay awake all night going, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then I get up to that jump. In fact, I've walked my trails a lot. I hike it, but that same thing. And I look at that jump. I go, you were scared of that, Jeff? Come on, dude, you can do that. <laughs> so I talk myself into it. And then I get up there with the bike and I go, oh, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. It looks different. Yeah. Why does it look so different? I love it. Yeah. What it? One of the things that I know all of us have as, as mountain bikers is that flow state. We've, we've been alluding to the, to being in the flow instead of forcing the bike, feeling the bike, knowing that feeling, what are some tips that you have uh, mentally to help us get into that flow state? Yeah. Good, good question. Again, I keep going back to spending time with yourself enough to know yourself. So I would call myself, Mark, a student of my own life since I can remember. I've, I got in the seminar business back in the, the uh, early 2000s when I met my mentor, Jim Rome. Jim is now deceased, but I got a chance to travel and his marketing team promoted seminars. And I got to hear these concepts about knowing myself. So when I talk about knowing myself, I'm talking about really paying attention to the nuances that are happening inside of me or the thought processes that are going on in my head. 
Now, this is, this, is, this is a stage where a lot of us in the human race haven't reached yet. Not that anybody's special or less special than any. It's just awakening thing. It's like we go through life and we don't even stop to go, huh, what was that thought that just came in through my head? Huh, why do I act that way every time I get around that type of person? Huh, why do I get pissed when she says that to me every time? Huh. Why do I get so close? I wrote a poem to myself years ago. And I said, I get so close, this demon. I get so close to figuring out finally who he is, but he keeps escaping me. And finally, I got a hold of him, this one who has tormented me and held me back and stood in my way. And I ripped his mask off only to discover it was me who I was running from. Oh, it was me who I was afraid of. So number one, you've got to start knowing yourself. Pay attention to your thoughts. If I were you, I would write them down in a journal. I don't think you could do that. Um, you're playing the movie of what's going to happen at home as you're driving from work to home. Why is that movie playing in your head? Every time you get asked to go on a group ride, you find 10,000 reasons why you can't go on a group ride. Can I put both hands and both feet in the air? The only freaking <laughs> reason I have ever bowed out of a flipping group ride is because I did not think I was enough. I, and Mark, I rehearsed riding up hills panting being the last freaking rider in the line feeling like a dog i rehearsed those freaking movies in my head before i even got to the trail mm, no wonder i started. give up right i haven't even started yet but that's because i'm so wrapped up in what everybody else is going to think about me even if we were all truthful in our community we do that already around the Adam Mox and the, and the Mark Hills and the Joey Yates and all of us that we, isn't it so interesting? We get around other people and they inspire us, but we can't get around ourselves and have us inspire us. Mm, good point. Right. Yeah. Why so is that? <laughs> it, it's that, it's that, it's that human nature side of us, Mark, I believe that finds the negativity. I mean, science backs that the majority of human thought is negative. The majority of human thought is negative. That's why we battle with negativity a lot. Um, but what I'm saying is once we start to know ourselves, we can identify where the root of that thought is. A lot of my, this took me a long time, a lot of my fear came from when I was a little child laying awake at night because I was listening for the sound that my mom would make before she would have a seizure. So I was always intently listening and afraid of every creak in the wood, every sound that might happen. Every So what do you think I did when I got married all these years later and laid in bed beside my wife and every time the noise went up and, and the cat's little thing, and I, what happened? Wow. So we all live with these triggers. Yeah. Right. yeah, we need to find out what those are. And that takes day-to-day -day work at becoming a good recognizer of what's going on in here 
and what's going on in here. Mm. And then we begin to shift that, Mark. We can begin to reprogram ourselves. I, I, I encourage you, you can become a new you right now. You can take the script and say, I'm not following that one anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can take my pen and I can say, Jeff, you are a freaking handsome human being. Jeff, Jeff mother, mother you, freaking groom. <laughs> you always take those jumps with confidence. Jeff, everybody loves you. Jeff, you're valuable to this community. Jeff, you are. And what I do is I rewrite my script so when I get around my destiny, it doesn't make me nervous anymore because I know I finally belong. That's awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> there it is. Life Riley again. Jeff mother freaking groom. That sounds like a t-shirt, man. We got to get a t-shirt going on here. <laughs> get me a sticker. I'm ready. <laughs> Checking back in with the chats. We have Colorado kid who jumped into the audience. What's up, Colorado kid. He says, what's up gents. Happy Thursday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seth was here. Happy Thursday. Uh, Lauren, hey, Colorado. Seth has a question for you, Jeff. Seth was here saying, do you think some of the negativity actually amplifies the positive at some point? Ooh, good question. Mm, very good question. Seth was here. Yes. I believe that the negativity is a light, a flashlight. For the positivity it makes way for it i used to curse negativity and then i realized it was trying to show me something so i had lunch with it there's there's a quote <laughs> have lunch with your negativity sit with it feel it think yeah, about sit, it yeah sit with it feel it think about it it's trying to tell me something so listeners if, if team if you're with us tonight family what's happening is the cycles that happen in our life they slowly come, the pressure comes, the fear comes, the dread comes, the depression comes, the sadness comes, the heaviness comes, you can't get to work, you're barely dragging yourself through it, you're just consumed, and all of a sudden you fight and you take the meds and you fight and you push it and you fight and you finally get your head above water. I can finally see clearly now, the rain is gone, oh, I'm so much better, and you keep on going. But guess what? You're going to wake up two weeks later with that demon knocking on your door. And the reason why is I used to fight it. And here's what I learned. What you resist persists. Mm. So instead of struggling and fight it, sit with it and ask it, what are you trying to teach me? Mm. In, the, in the coaching business that I'm in and, and the work that I do, we call it shadow work. These negative things that happen are our shadows and we can learn so much from our shadow and we can reconcile those shadows to where we can get healing from them and turn that negative into positive and it can really help catapult us, Mark, into these new versions of ourselves. Great that's, question. That's good. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, when I go to my therapist and talk about feelings of negativity and emotions, a lot of times they'll say something very similar, like, sit on that feeling what are you afraid of talk to it let it in know that it's not going to stay don't let it stay but uh, acknowledge it so that you can work through it and then open up the front door then open up the back door be like peace <laughs> see ya yeah. 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 but uh but yeah. know what it's trying to say 
Um, so, check it in with the folks at Instagram real quick, Jeff. We have one from yes. MacGyver Dad. He's saying, what is your experience with EMDR for people struggling with PTSD or triggers? Ooh, EMDR. Good yeah. question. Yeah. Now, is that a trail that we ride? <laughs> it could be. It could be. Look to the left. Look to the right. Look to the left again. <laughs> so I, I, I have to bow out on that technicality because I know it is a very powerful treatment that is being used. Um, I don't have any experience with a mark. I haven't delved into it, um, but I'm a very big proponent on whatever helps us. Here's the thing that I would like to propose. I was having this conversation today with my son, my oldest son actually, and we were talking about where knowledge, wisdom, ideas come from. Mm. When we enter into the space of PTSD and the things that we're talking about tonight, we automatically go to society to find the number one book, the number one technology, the latest, greatest that information that's out there. And if you've ever played with AI, it, you know, chat GPT is amazing because you can ask it and it just acts like it's so brilliant. Right. That's so crazy. But what it, what yes. it's doing is it's pulling on data, Mark, that's already in the universe. It's pulling on data that's already there. It's not creating anything. These techniques are not creating anything. They're the combination of data and, and they're, they're tools that people are putting together based upon data that's already there. God bless them. I have no problem with it at all. The hardest part about walking through this life of destiny and really wrestling with the dark night of your soul is doing it almost on your own so that you are getting to the depths and cores of this on your own. Think about if none of this technology was ever available and yet you still had this issue, hold back, stronghold, struggle that you're dealing with, where would you go to find the answers? So what I've tried to do is I've tried to, to build a very strong balance of what's available in technology and therapy and counseling, et cetera, combined with my own desire to find out answers, sitting on the rock for three hours from five to eight going, why am I going through this? Why do I feel this way? Replaying the things that caused the PTSD over and over, my mom screaming, my sister when her husband got murdered. I'm telling you, those things, we have to sit with them, let them birth themselves again and find our way through them. You take somebody who has fought their way through those dark nights of the soul and they are they are sometimes more free, Mark, and more liberated than anybody else because it's like fighting your your way out of the, 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 the bag. Again, it doesn't mean that I discredit any type of help because I think um, I think every type of help that can help us get where we are and want to go is something that we should investigate and embrace. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So no, that's great, man. And uh, to MacGyver dad, yeah, definitely worth uh, EMDR. If you're thinking about it, uh, seek your professional and go for it. I was actually lined up to do EMDR right before COVID happened because I had lost two twin boys. And when COVID got locked down, I didn't get a chance to, but I looked into that and that looked really good. There was another question here from Instagram. I wanted to see if I could pull it up. It, it's back 
It's back a bit. It's back a bit. <laughs> Go keep scrolling, Mark. Keep scrolling. Right, You'll right. Get there. Going, I'm going. You'll I'm going. Where it. are they? Where are they? Um, and if I can't find it there, there was more here in uh in the stream yard. Let's see. It says, I think it was Lauren. Lauren is asking. Lauren is asking. So along these lines, and totally unsolicited, but one thing i've embraced is that you don't need to make your life make sense for anyone else nice very beautiful. well said lauren very well said beautiful lauren beautiful go ahead jeff were you gonna say you know, i was gonna say you know i i just wanted to speak to that for a moment before yes. Blair just put something up i want to make sure we get back to that too but i want to speak for that to a moment for a moment so many times mark in my life and, and it's it's one of the things that I put on my paper. What do we all crave? We all crave that significance and validation from other people. And I have harmed myself so many times by seeking out other people for validation. And, and I found this out just recently where um, I was trying to level up in my own business and I'd sought out a business coach and was engaged in all kinds of activity. And here's what happened. When I was around those people, there was something that was going off inside of me. Lauren, I believe our comment came from that was yes. telling me, Jeff, you're, you're now the words to myself was you're better than this, but please help me understand. This is, doesn't mean I'm better than any human being on the face of the planet. What my life was trying to tell me is, Jeff, you've got this. Why are you seeking it out again? And then mm. why do you get amongst these other people and lower yourself? Mm. Why do you lower yourself? Because here's why we lower ourselves, Mark. We don't know how to stand in the elevated place that we were created to be in. Oh, man. Yeah. So true. We've, we've been dissuaded to not be too puffed up, not too prideful, because pride, that's, that's the misnomer. That's why, that's why self-confidence can, can have the smell and the aroma of arrogance. Mm. Because to an insecure person, security seems like arrogance. It's not at all. And in fact, if you really hold your own and walk in your own, you're going to make a lot of people nervous. And one, of the, one of the main ways that you're going to feel that sensation is people will immediately try to tear you down. They wow. will immediately try to make you feel less than. So here I'm in, in a conversation, just a relationship for several weeks. This event was created by this person for me, invited me to speak. Mark, it was a train wreck. But here's what happened. I had been given little clues along the way that this person really was not out for me. They were out for them. And they were going to try to use this situation between them and me to benefit them. Mm. I knew that. I could see that. But I disregarded it because I wanted to try to help them, try to lift them up. And I'm telling you, I got on this call and there were a couple of those people in that call and they train wrecked it. Mm. 
if you ever get around somebody that's got a spirit of vibe that's given off, that's giving you the willies, get the freaking hell out of the room. <laughs> Turn around and end the podcast. Drop right. the freaking mic and walk the hell away, friend. Don't you dare subject your beauty up underneath to somebody that's going to tear you down like that. Don't you dare. My Booyah! mama used to say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mama used to say, Jeff, don't cast your pearls before swine. Come on now. You've got, and I love what Lauren just said. You got to own yourself and love yourself. And, and, and this is what we have to do. And this is the part that I'm elevating my life, Mark. It's here's what I want to do. I want to love them. Mm. And I want to love them so much that I go, thank you, but no thank you. And in fact, I found myself sending a direct message to the person, the organizer in the chat and said, thank you, but this is not for me. Wow. And I bowed out. Wow. And and what was so brilliant is that when when the when the when the the people that were in the room had left the room, the unfortunately there were other people in the room were there for the content of the meeting and they were going kind of like what's happening. But when that spirit, if I could call it, left the room, the conversation that we had with the rest of us in the room was glorious and beautiful. Mm. Why? Because the opposition left. Right. Yeah. So sometimes when you're in situations where you think your gift is not working, don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with your gift. Check out the other vibes. Check out the other spirits in the area and the room and see what's coming against you. See what's pressing against you. And you know that kind of stuff, Mark, when you spend your life trying to figure out who you are and, yeah. and knowing yourself so well that you know when to stay and when to go, when to, when to run in and when to run out and yeah. run away. That and not blame yourself. Right. That intuitiveness, kind of like we were talking about earlier, when you know, you just, you're riding your bike and you know what's off. You're like, I just, I don't know what it is. Something's off. I can feel it. I know it. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 Remember my headset at Greer? Remember yes. Mark, when we were yes. riding together? I'm thinking, yes. something's rattling. What was something's rattling? And it's the finest <laughs> little, the whole bike is rattling because I'm going down through the rock garden. Oh like, my. Is this, I'm feeling down in here. There's something off. Can you imagine? Right. Right. There's something not right. That's a great example because a couple guys looked at it and like pulled the front brake and moved it and was like, man, it feels fine. And you're like, no, I know something's off. <laughs> and when we finally found the right tool that somebody had, sure enough, that headset was loose as hell. <laughs> you had thank goodness. Cause if you had taken another run, that thing may have popped right off. <laughs> and and see, that's that's what I like in the segment for Mark. That's what I love about this podcast, is because you're that tool. People are dialing in from all over the world and they're getting, they're getting these little things that they can apply to their life. And you're that tool that's helping them make sure. And they know they're going through life like this, but something's out of line down in here and they're tuning in and getting that stuff from you. So my uh, kudos and uh, support for you, brother, for what uh, you do and the work that you do. Thanks, man. It's all Joey yeah. Yates. He's like, we got a podcast, right? You doing this, right? <laughs> like, yeah, Joey, we're on it. We're on it. <laughs> Air Blair, thank you, Jeff, for that. Air Blair is saying, yes, Jeff, I look in the mirror and say, I am good enough. I'm smart enough and doggone it, people like me. Then I hear a voice from behind me, and it's my teenage daughter saying, oh, please. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> truth. I love truth. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dropping the mic on that. Johnny U Mountain yeah. Bike QA. If you haven't had a chance to check out Johnny U's show, you got to check it out. Mountain Bike QA, usually on every Wednesday nights or every other Wednesday nights. Tune in. Him and Lauren have a blast, and I love watching it. 
Johnny says, why do you think people focus on their negative and not their positive? Why are we drawn to the negative so much? Yeah. Great question. Mountain bike Q&A. I just, um, I just had a conversation, an interview uh, with a psychologist uh, this week. And she was talking about this. And there's, there's data to support that the majority of our thoughts are negative. It's something that seems to be now science, medicine, whatever you call it, biological. Now, me personally, I believe that throughout our life, since the beginning of our, our birth, if you would, think about a baby who cries. What's the first thing we want to do? Cuddle. Com yeah, comfort them. We, or run we away. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, or run away. Give them to mom or, or give them to dad or give them to the park or whatever. Pass them on to the next person. Here, 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 Mark. Right. But, so, so, but when, we're, when we're old enough to finally process all of this stuff, we are told no, or what we cannot do, should not do, corrected, scolded, um, uh, punished, whatever you want to call it, millions and millions of times over. So the, here's, here's what happens. It's first someone else's idea telling us, it's somebody else's voice telling us who we're not, what we can't do, what we shouldn't do. But their voice eventually morphs into our voice. And the strongest voice in your head is your voice. So even you can cast mama's voice out of your head or daddy's voice out of your head. But that's why your voice stays because your voice is now a replica of their voice. And so it perpetuates itself and you talk that way to you. And here's the thing, Mark, you think that's you talking to you like that. But here, I got it. I got it. I got something for us. Have you ever been in a funk? Oh, yeah. Flat out funk. Oh, you, yeah. you can't get yourself out of bed. You can't just, it, it, you're in a funk. And that thought process is you're never gloom and doom probably get divorced, lose the kids, lose the job, lose the house, lose, 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 all the way down to maybe even death. It's you're in a funk. Have you ever been so massively in a funk, you don't know what to do, and then suddenly you get a text from somebody, you listen to a song lyric on a radio, you hear a conversation at Starbucks, you're driving down the road, and another thought preempts all of that, and boom, you're oh. gone. You're into a glorious state, and that guy or that girl is not even close. You're in a glorious state. Yes. Right? Are you following me? Yeah. You've got this funk and glory, funk and glory going on in the same person. Now, here's the lie. The lie is you're the funk. But listen to me. Listen to me closely. The other lie is you're the glory. Yeah. You're neither the glory or the funk. You are that you are. I am is the state of your being. I am having, oh my God, my God. I am having this experience of a funky person right now. Mm. I am not funk. I'm experiencing funk. Mm. I am this faithful person that never fails. No, you're not. You are having a faithful experience. But baby, don't blink because your faith is going to turn into funk about that quick. <laughs> <laughs> and if your identity 
is wrapped up in your funk, you're going to you're going to fail. But if your identity is wrapped up in your faith and your faith crashes, then your identity crashes. And when your identity crashes, that's when you utterly, literally fail and can't get yourself back up because you put your identity in an external feeling, an external thing, rather than going beyond all of this, spending time with the Wemmick maker to know that, okay, I'm not junk. I'm experiencing junk. Mm. That's that's why I love my medical field, guys. I love I love everything. But do you don't you damn don't you diagnose me? Damn don't you tell me I got something. And it touches me, Mark, because that's my message to Echo. Echo, you cancer, you are not cancer. Cancer is an external virus. It's an attack. It's an evil coming against you. It's a parasite trying to come against you. And now your challenge is to go to war with that and say, you do not have the right to move in and be, take up residence in me. I've been born and created with the life that's gonna fight you. Now, some of you might be listening to me go, Jeff, I don't believe you. Yeah, that's all right, no worries. Sit with me for a second. I've been a hospice chaplain for 15 years, Mark, and I've sat with people who are dying. The doctor said they should have been dead long time ago. And grandma has a great, great granddaughter that's about to be born. And her dying wish is to hold that great, great grandbaby before she goes. You know what? That woman held on until that great, great grandbaby was born. I eat up with cancer, eat up with all kinds of disease, barely breathing. Doctor says she won't last tomorrow. I said, that woman will last until she holds that baby. And guess what she did? She lasted until she held that baby. Wow. Now, my point is, friends, if she can do that on her dying bed, why in the hell can't you and I wake up tomorrow and say, I will be damned if this takes my life. I will be damned if I let divorce take me out. I will be damned if I let bankruptcy, COVID, you name it. I will be damned. Whatever you are that's trying to come against me, I guarantee you, I am going to fight back and get up and do it again and keep doing it, baby, until I'm the one on the top of the podium. There is no other place but the top of the podium. Wow, wow. Man, damn, Jeff Kroom. Jeff mother freaking Kroom, people. (laughs) (laughs) Sato's here says that's powerful stuff. Yeah. God, I've watched it. I've watched it, Mark. I've been in, you know, you should know, I've been in ministry for a long time and ministry, you know, people get religious in ministry and everything all confused. I don't care about that. I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm not downing or supporting anything. I just know that the majority of my life in preparation is spent alone. I used to spend I used to spend every morning at four o'clock on a boulder in the middle of a field with a Chevron cup of coffee and a cheese Danish. And and at the time I had holy scriptures in front of me, looking into the mirror and going, What is life? Who am I? What am I supposed to be? I'm not advocating any religion. I'm not advocating any practice. I'm I'm talking about going into the middle of the field and go, Who am I? Because I think we all crave to know, is there any more to me than meets the eye? Is there any more to my success than what I can produce on my own? I can become pretty damn good, but I'm not good as something greater than me. So what I did is I decided to team up with my greatness and the concept that there's something even greater and put my faith in both. And oh my God, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump the jump, I'll climb the climb, I'll make the podium, right? I love it. I think a lot of people get a little afraid when it comes to that time. 
you know, to, to be with themselves and sit still and look within it. It's easier to get that external validation and, and just kind of go on through the day and, uh, and kind of put yourself on the, on the side, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take care of that. I'll, I'll do that. I'll go to the gym. I'll do these things. And then time just keeps going by and keeps yeah. going by. That's hard. That's the hard yeah. work. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to, if you, if you want to appreciate life, sit with somebody who's leaving theirs. Yes. Well said. Well, yeah. well said. Um, this one is really funny. Um, actually, it's this one. <laughs> Mountain by QA out of Miami saying, okay, <laughs> sorry, Joey, I got to put this up. Yeah, Laura great. just told me if she meets Joey, she's going to hug him and not let go. Should I be worried? And then Lauren's response to that said, well, uh, that was just between us, Johnny, but yeah, Joey, sup? <laughs> And did you see my response? <laughs> right. Yeah. Joey says, I'm blushing. I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We are, we are up over an hour. I can't believe it. Folks wow. on Instagram too. Thank you for being here. I do want to put, I have queued this up and uh, I just wanted to play this for you because I want to end it on, on this note. But before we dive into a clip that I have prepared for you, Jeff, what yeah. would be, what is something that's on your heart that you just want to share in closing before we play this clip and you go walk us through this clip, but there's, if there's something on your heart, that's telling you that somebody's listening needs to hear what, what would that be? What would you like to share? Yeah, I appreciate it, Mark. I, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I love everybody that's listening. I can't wait to, to, uh, to ride with you all. Um, the biggest thing is that I, I'm not, I'm not broken, Mark, I'm not broken. You're not, friend, you're not broken. This is something that you are experiencing. This is not something that you are. It's the most powerful lesson that I ever could leave. Um, and when you find that identity and that value internally and stop looking externally, Stop showing up where you're not celebrated. Stop going and trying to fit in when you know you don't belong. Mm. Honor yourself to spend enough time with yourself. And then even if it's one other person or maybe just you for now, learn to love you and be okay with you. And here's what I would also let you know. I believe that there is a greater cause, a greater purpose, a greater entity that loves you beyond what you could ever ask, imagine, or think. Mm. To know that I am loved and to know that I am worth it and to know that there's nothing impossible to he or she who believes. Start afresh and anew. Rip up the old script. Throw it away just like I did. Grab a journal. And here's what I would recommend. Spend time with your future self as often as you can. Mm. What is she like? Where does she like to eat? What's her favorite coffee? Where does she go for her fun time? Where does he ride? What does he like to do throughout the day? Start spending time with your future self in here and in here as often as you can. And you'll find that that future you will pull this version of you into your best and highest self. That's my prayer 
my prayer is that the eyes of our understanding would be open, that we might know who we truly are and live in that state of mind for the rest of our lives. And we can help a lot of other people in that state as well. Wow. Wow. Talk about how to ma- a great way to manifest that future self right there. See it, talk to him, her, yeah. be it, live it. I love it. Uh, Eric from Kapu Coffee is saying so many golden nuggets here. Get the we got the fist bump right there. Air Blair is saying, Jeff, please keep posting those one minute motivations, sir. Thank you, Air Blair. I appreciate you, man. Inconsistent in that advice, but I'm working on getting to it. So I appreciate you. <laughs> those are awesome. Love those. Uh, Mountain sure. Bike QA out of Miami is saying, Thank you, Jeff. This was awesome and heart opening. Love it. Myra Craig is saying, it's none your business what anyone says about you. <laughs> Come on, Myra. Come on, Myra Craig. Say that again. <laughs> Eric said, amen, brother. So this is, uh, thank you all for being on the segment podcast. We are going to close it off with this clip. I've queued up a fun clip. This is probably a year ago. This is you writing. Here, I'll pop it up on the screen. For the folks that are looking at this, do you recognize this? Uh, this this clip right here, this is from our friend Adam Mock. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is a segment. And Jeff, talk us through this as we play this out. And we're queued it up and it's going. What do, what do we see? What do we see here? Here we go. <laughs> What's that? What is that, that on my butt? <laughs> It didn't look like you're bent over. Yeah, over. No, that's a good friend. So why is it on my seat? <laughs> <laughs> it must have flung up there when you had to get down. Where's the stick? Is that poop? <laughs> is that poop? <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we used to do it. <laughs> that's how we used to what do it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come? Is it oh, on me? Wheel, is it on me though? Is it on me? Trying to use leaves to get the crap off of it. Some stuff on mine too. Yeah. It's on mine too. Oh, it's, it's, all over. it's all That's over me. our stuff. Yeah. It smelled. It smelled bad. <laughs> we were comparing the degree of poop on both of them at that moment. Get on the handlebars and I'm five minutes into the room. Why is this out of the We're riding with poop. I got shit on my front tire again. You're gonna have to ride that off. You need a mud guard next. I'm gonna have to ride it off, and I do need a mud guard. Mud yeah, guard. Five minutes into the trail. Thanks for the <laughs> advice, Adam. <Bob. laughs> All right, well, whatever. We're holding up the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, that oh, has to fun. be one of my favorite YouTube videos that you're in because oh, so it is just oh, hilarious. <laughs> How everything unfolds. But for the folks who haven't seen that video, I highly recommend you go on to Adam Mock's YouTube page and watch that show called Ridiculousness. You'll see the the warning banner there in green. Uh, but Jeff, take us through that because that was your was that your first time in Slaughterhouse? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was the whole secret trail? Yes. We weren't telling anybody, and in fact, I think I got a video on it going. I'm not telling you that we are on the 15 freeway, and I've got it bleeped out, and we're right behind the firehouse, and I got it bleeped out. Secret trail we're not telling you about, and so yeah, first time slaughterhouse. Now we had parked by the firehouse and dropped in, so we did the ride the opposite way and then out up by the uh, cul-de-sac where the boulders are at. Yes. But it was just that it was a half a click in the ride. Right. And all of a sudden <laughs> Adam's got this, what is that smell? Smells like poop. And it was smack dab this huge dump load. I got this dog, but I mean, it was freaking right in the middle of the trail. It was big enough to be a horse. And he rode Adam and had to ride right through it. But the funny thing is that I was laughing like hell at Adam. And then all of a sudden it's all over me. It's all my tires. It's on everything. Right? So it's like, and then I said, oh man, it's on my tire too. I was five minutes into the trail and we got shit all over our tires. It was crazy. It was crazy. So we laughed. And, 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 the, and the kicker was there's good mountain bike friends for you because they were already gone. They're a mile and a half up the trail. Well, what, what happened to Adam? And Jeff? I'm just scraping crap off the a mile behind. So we had a blast. I'm so glad Adam was. Uh, <laughs> I can't let that crap bother you. Was here. You can't let that crap bother you. <laughs> Amen to that, Seth. Yes, yes. What a blast. What, what a cool time. So. That 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 episode was hilarious because it starts off with like mystique. Like this is this secret trail we're gonna hit. You guys drop in and you're in this canopy. It's kind of dark. You smack into some adversity, right? You guys run over a bunch of like coyote poop. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all over the place, but you continue on and you climb up that bad boy in reverse. The sun is setting. You're in a canopy. It's getting dark. It's kind yeah. of creepy in there when it starts yeah. to get dark. Yeah. That is. Yeah. You guys had a blast. Once yeah. You got we had there. a blast. That you know, I haven't been down there. I've been back a couple of times, but I haven't been there a long time. I remember that one feature that comes flying up that wood ramp up over that tree. Yes. And, and oh gosh, I mean, I tried to hold the bike up on that that lip, and it's yeah. vertical. I mean, the G's trying to pull you back down by holding the bike. And there was a there was a rider. I think he was fifteen, sixteen. Um, he, he was with his mom was hiking and he was riding back and forth, just doing laps around us. But he, I think he hit that thing when we were there or she told us that he hit that feature and that's, Ooh. that's a bizarre feature. So yeah, lots yeah. of, lots of craziness in there, but poop on the poop on the seat. We had poop on our backs, <laughs> on our gloves, <laughs> on our handlebars. I think I'm just going to bring a bag of poop every time we go on a ride now and throw it up <laughs> on the trail somewhere. <laughs> right. Makes good videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then, then the challenge is if you don't put those poop clothes in the right place when you get home, uh, your spouse is after you big time. For what does that smell? Oh my God! Those were the clothes that from the secret trail. I put them in the hamper and forgot to throw them in the washer. So, what what a, kind what of secret trail is this? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, so I much. I what I love about that video, and I queued that up because it's a lot like what we were talking about with life. Like you're cruising along. You've got your friends. You're looking forward to something. Things are going to happen. And you guys kind of just laughed about it. I mean, literally, it was all over the place. It was, I don't know how it got on Adam Mock's seat. It must have flung up and landed there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if you guys had turned around, if it had bummed you out, and you would you would have missed out on all the greatness. So we didn't get a chance to show the rest of that video. But the rest of that video had so much greatness in it, yeah. so much stoke, so much 
fun, so much adventure that you would have missed out on had you guys turned around. So, yeah, um, I, yeah, I remember nailing my first, um, I think I nailed my first drop. It was about three, three and a half feet coming off of a set of rocks. It, it was an extension of the trail. You could go around it, but it was an extension. And I think it was uh, Rob, if it's, if I got his name right. <clears throat> anyway, he had towed me in, Adam, and he, he was helping me get it. And I went over to cut. It's one of those things that I went around and around it a couple of times. And he was telling me again, I think it's so profound. Stay on my six. The speed that I'm going, if I make it, you'll make it. Those were sentences that I've stuck in my head now, guys, for yes. ever since I ride. If I'm following somebody, I'm going to trust them. And that's, that's a good metaphor for life. Sometimes you got to take, if you can't keep your eyes on you and, and, and right now put them on somebody else. It's okay. Get a mentor, get a coach, get somebody who can talk you in through these areas of life um, that, that can keep you on track until you can get your bearings again, Tom Cruise, until you can get your bearings again, Maverick, and jump back in that seat and do it for yourself. Find somebody to help you along the way. And find somebody to help you scrape the crap off of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true friend. That's a true friend. That's a true friend. Oh, I love it. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the segment podcast with our guest, Jeff Kroom. Take a look at Jeff Kroom at jeffkroom.com. He is on Instagram, everywhere you want to find him at Jeff Kroom. Hope to see you guys on Sunday for the Ride for Autism ride. We'll see you guys out there on the trails or back in studio next week. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Joey. Good time. Love it. All right, what's up, Instagram? We are going to sign off on you guys. Wow, wow, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff motherfreaking Kroom. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode, segment 106, with special guest Jeff Kroom as much as I did. So many gold nuggets. I'm going to have to go back to this podcast and listen to it again. Great reminders to be in the moment. Feel how you feel. Let those feelings, if they're negative, pass through once you feel them and just kind of be in tune with yourself. Great, great stuff. Thank you so much, Jeff Kroom, for jumping on this podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. That is episode 106 in the can. I always want to leave you with a positive note. Remember, when things get tough, you have all the answers within you. So don't be afraid to put in hard work to the things that you want to get done and to the person who you want to be because all of your hard work will always pay off. We'll see you guys out on the trails or see you back here for episode 107 with Ride for Autism. See you guys soon.